Real good. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. Yes, it's Real Good Show, episode 28, an episode that will be uh, pretty good with its fists, not so good with the puck, uh, though it will have one hot game, or even just one hot period even, playing alongside the Sedine Twins. Uh, uh, with you, as always, of course, Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. And uh, where's John? John? John, are you? Where, where the fuck is he? I, don't know. I thought he was coming with you. <laughs> John, are you out there? Hello? Can, can anybody hear me? Uh, hey, hey. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. Like, remember, you Skyped me? I'm in Anaheim. <laughs> oh, that's not Vancouver at all. Yeah, no, because like, because remember, I told you guys like a month ago that uh, that me and my dad were, were going on a hockey trip to Anaheim. Like it was kind of like a big Christmas present for him. And I kind of like was really excited about it and sort of told you guys that this was happening. You don't remember that at all? Uh, no, I totally listen when you talk. So I, that I definitely remember that. I don't. So I, I don't remember it at all. I'm sorry. I said it at the beginning of this week. You guys were like, when can we record this week? And I was like, well, I can do any day except Friday. Cause I'll be in Anaheim on Friday. Well, it's Friday today though. Oh, and you're in Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's like the thing. Right. So yeah, I'm like I'm in Anaheim right now. So, okay. So what are we gonna do then? Well, I, d- I have no idea, but I'm in Anaheim, and uh, the game is uh, in an hour. So um, I, I can't I can't stay. So I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to not do an episode this week or whatever because well, we you could, guys could, obviously can't do it without me. We could me, bring so. Grania in. When I was sick that one time, we brought Grania in as a replacement. Yeah, but I know, but. But I'm like, like this is kind of your guys' fault because I told you that I was going to be in Anaheim. So like, I mean, I mean, you were sick before. Like, I, I could have done this any time this week. Well, do you want to do you want to call Grania for us? You want me to call Grania? That's well, long. Yeah, you you're, you're the one in that? Anaheim. You're the one who's not here. If anybody's going to find a replacement for you, it should be you. I don't see what's wrong. I with feel that. like if anything, we're being like too nice about this. Like we could just. Did we kick get any new donors this month? Uh, yeah, we did actually. Oh, good. Okay. Well, then I'll use the donor money from that to pay my long distance bill to call Grania. That'd be fine. Okay. okay. Yeah, that works for us. Do you want to just give her a call right now, or you can just text uh, her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll call her. Um. Hold on. Just give me a second here. Yeah. <clears throat> hey. Yeah. Hey, Grania. Yeah. What's up? It's John. Um. Yeah. So basically, um. I can say this because it's not on the air or whatever. The two guys were real fucking idiots this week, and um, they uh, totally forgot uh, that I was in Anaheim, and uh, so I can't do the show. Uh, so if you could, do you think you could fill in? Because you did it that one time. I know it's really short notice. They're actually recording like right now. Oh, you can. Okay, sweet. But you're. I know you're out at UBC, so it'll probably take you like an hour to get there or whatever. But that's fine. They said they'll wait, so you're good with that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know these guys. I, I told them all week, I'm going to be in Anaheim. I'm going to be in Anaheim. I'm going to be in Anaheim. But they, I mean, you know what they're like. I mean, you've been on the show. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah, they said they'll wait like no problem hour, hour and a half, however long it takes you. No big deal. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye. So it's going to work then she's going to come. Yeah. She said she'll be uh, like, obviously she lives out at UBC. So she said she'd be a little while, but, uh, but she, but yeah, she'll be there in like an hour or so. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, in the meantime, we're just, you know, chilling here watching the Canucks play the Hurricanes, so it's all good. Yeah, it's that's fine. Like, we got the PlayStation. Yeah, and... we can play some Rocket League or something or nice. whatever. It's it's not a big deal, but... Uh, okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that worked out. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I mean, you guys forgot, so... Yeah, I was, yeah. Whatever, so... Oh. Oh. T- Tubble's barking. I think someone's at the door. I think somebody's outside. <laughs> Come in! Oh, it's, it's Grania. <laughs> it's Gra. Wait, what do you mean it's Grania? I just called her. She's here. Grania, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for hell? being here. Wait, did you guys call her like before I called her? How did she get there so fast? It's uh, the magic of radio. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I get. I, am I being stabbed in the back right now or what's happening? Uh, well, I mean, n- no. Uh, Grania, how'd you get here so fast? I drove. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... That, that answers answer. that. I, yeah. I absolutely have a car. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, congratulations on your car ownership, and for uh, and thank you for coming by to fill in Can for John. Can we hang today. up on John now? Uh, I don't know. John, do you want to provide an exciting on-location man-on-the-ground scouting report of tonight's stars and ducks head-to-head? from the pond um yeah okay so i'm going to the stars and ducks game and um the the ducks haven't been playing very well and uh, i think it's mostly because originally uh Getzlaff and perry and uh sammy vatnin all three of them were best friends um and they had this like show together um and then one of them uh, had to go away uh, just for like a weekend and then the other two did the show without them and like stabbed them in the back and now they're like not friends um, and so they're playing really bad because they're really upset about how they've been treated um, and also they replaced the one with a girl and uh, so that's not going really well because um, it's the NHL and stuff um, and the stars are great. They're doing really good because uh, everyone on their team is like friends and they do stuff when they say they're going to do it. Um, and they all like really like each other and that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be it'll be a, probably a pretty good game. Sounds like you're drawing parallels to something. I mean, I know how much you love drawing parallels, but yeah, no, um, I, I do. I don't enjoy drawing, uh, but if I do draw, I prefer it to be parallels. So are you the Dos Equis guy? Pardon? Oh, that doesn't really. It works better if you're. I was pretending you know the beer guy who says I don't when I prefer. Oh yeah, the old yes. guy because you kind of yes, phrased the it the same way. Guy. Oh, this is a I'm real the most fuck interesting up. man in the world. And uh, when I get back, maybe we should consider playing high alive. That's like the sport where you guys could potentially die, right? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. I technically I could potentially die in like many sports. <laughs> That's true. But uh, yeah, maybe we should. Uh, yeah, maybe we should play high lie, and uh, I mean, just see what happens. I mean, I'm sure Grania will do a great job. I'm just. Uh, I'm Ryan uh, I'm Kessler just a in little, this situation. A little hurt right now. Or but, um, but yeah, no, Anaheim's or great. Uh, I'm right by Disneyland. Uh, there's lots of people speaking Spanish here, which is uh, 
which is great. You know, good chance for me to uh, to learn a new language in the three days I'm here. And um, yeah, it should be a fun game tonight. So, well, John, while we have you on the line, before we let you go, uh, yes. enjoy the game. I did, did think we should get into the show a little bit here uh, while sure. we had you around. Uh, specifically, a segment that we do each and every week where we take a peek at the iTunes reviews oh. in a segment we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. This is awesome. The worst episode ever. And John, our review this week does not actually come from the hallowed grounds of the iTunes store, uh, but comes from uh, secondhand conversations that came to you after you appeared on the podcast Vancouver Rights. Uh, oh. Where after you appeared on that show, you were told by the hosts that they went to a house party and they were talking about our show at the party, a bunch of guys that nobody really knew who were in the kitchen talking about our podcast, specifically saying uh, that they liked that we reviewed reviews on our podcast. Do I have the details of that story right? Uh, yes, you do. So yeah, I was on a local Vancouver podcast called Vancouver Right. Uh, it's also a radio show on CITR featuring Alex Biron and uh, Simon Armstrong. And uh, they did have me on their show. And um, and then yes, that is true. Like that very night, they didn't know that I had done Vancouver Right. Uh, but that night, Alex was at a party and, uh, and they were talking about it. And I'll tell you guys, uh, my favorite part about that review um, is that I don't have to explain it. Because, like, everybody knows how to talk, right? So that's nice. Like, because I feel like every week I've got to say, like, you know, oh, you got to go on iTunes. You got to click review. You got to give us five stars. Like, people just don't seem to know how to do it. Um, so it's great when you can really just dumb down the review process to uh, to talking. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, and I do want people to know out there that every conversation that they have about us uh, in the privacy of their own kitchen, perhaps, <laughs> does eventually make its way back to us. And you don't have to leave a review on the iTunes store to make it into Review Review. You can just tell people that you like the concept of Review Review in the kitchen of a party. Well, yeah, if you're listening to the show, I have um, snuck into your house while you were asleep and microchipped you. And uh, <laughs> So anything you say about the show is, is it constitutes a review, technically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Stefan is you. I have to admit, you do look like you do look like you'd be good at stealth. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm small and quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very yeah. very sneaky. Uh, and the, technically, I suppose this was a review of review review. So this is a review 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 review. Nice. Yes. I like it. Uh, well, I, I, I feel blessed to be able to be a part of the first ever review, 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 and, uh, even happier that it was a positive one. So, uh, so you know what, you guys, you're back in my good graces. I'm sad I can't be there for the whole episode, but I know Grania will do a very admirable, admirable job filling in for me. And, uh, I will be sure to let you know, uh, how to do oral sex after I talk to Jamie Ben tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cannot en wait. Enjoy the game, John. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in with us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a fun app. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grania, you have to say that like a million times or people will be upset. And Grania, do you drink? 
Uh, yes. What? No. But not not tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm not. Tonight you never drink. Just so people are very aware. Absolutely. I tonight, also hate myself. You're, uh, you're at an AA meeting and you never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye, See John. Ya. Bye. And we can keep going from there because, hey, why not? Uh, Grania, welcome to the show properly. Thank you for having that me on. a bit on. of an awkward introduction. It was extremely difficult for me to get through. <laughs> but, uh, Welcome to all of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to struggle to get through it in person <laughs> as opposed to like listening the... to it hours after the fact. Like, I don't know, last time it was it was so smooth. Now it's like... <laughs> I think it might just be me. Yeah, it could just it be the dog, too. There's a dog here. It's yeah, easier a dog to fill here. in for Stefan uh, than to fill in for John. I think Apparently, that it matches yeah. your character a little bit better. It's more mm-hmm. difficult for you to uh, you know have to pretend to... To, to hate college students and like the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, and, and be yeah. good at be funny and, and stuff, yeah, all that, all that sort of thing. But uh, we're happy to have you back. You're our first uh, return guest, guest host in the yeah. flesh, I suppose, because uh, well, John Hendren, yeah, John Hendren has been a return guest also. So um, yeah, you, you have that in common. It's in a very elite club right now, just you and Fart, me and Fart, yeah. <laughs> so rarefied air that you share with Fart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as we sit here right now, we're all enjoying uh, the Vancouver Canucks and the Hurricanes game uh, as they play Carolina. They're up 2-1. to one. This is this perfect way to date the show before it comes out because <laughs> the game will be over before the show is over and the show won't be up for probably a few hours after that. We do have a, a listener from Carolina, though, I think. Do we? Yeah, I yeah we so. do. We have a from, couple. From Raleigh? Yeah, I was going to mention during the intro today, I meant to say that uh, you know this is the preferred show of sports writers in middle America. Uh, middle American sports writers. Like, if you cover a junior-level team in, like, Ohio... We're probably one of your favorite podcasts. That's true. Just we're, we're the, the we're the podcast equivalent of an Ohio junior team. I guess so, but that's just like the impression that I get from studying the the followers that we pick up on Twitter. You've been studying them very very intently. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Market well, research. Zach Boychuk still follows us. Yes, and I think six hundred thousand other people. Yeah, he but. followed me, and I was like, oh my god, look at me! I'm so I'm so important. <laughs> We got a question about that coming up in the mailbag later this evening. So well, we got some new donors too, don't we? We do, yeah. yeah. Uh, because there's a few ways you can help the show. You can head on over to the iTunes store and leave a positive review, which of course boosts us in the rankings and their algorithms over there. I just like saying the word algorithms. I'm assuming iTunes uses them. Uh, but uh, you can also head on over to Patreon.com/slash/RealGoodShow and kick the show a few bucks if you happen to enjoy it and want to support it as well. And a few people did that this week. Uh, we welcome into our donor fold, Mr. Kyle Phillips. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you very much, I'm Kyle. I'm not thanking Kyle. I do not get any money from this. <laughs> but you get to <laughs> bask in our happiness. As, you, can happy just, you can just say, like, good job, Kyle. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. You're a college student, a university student. You can't afford to donate to the show. I know. So you should be happy. I could, I could afford to, to take money from the show. You should be happy that these other people are doing it for yeah, you. Yeah, Kyle's a billionaire oil tycoon. He donated uh, $75,000. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, monthly. Yes. And our <laughs> second solid. new donor this week is John Gilbert. John so, Gilbert, so, the tech guru. Yes. He donated uh, $6 million, just a lump sum. He's a real power <laughs> player Reasonable. in Silicon Valley. And yeah. uh, he's going to take the show to exciting new places. Job, so, Kyle, John, thank you so much for supporting the program. Uh, and speaking of John's, we have uh, quite a bit to get into. On, we do. I do just want to say that Algorithms was the name of uh, Al Gore's R&B album. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. 
topical. That's, yeah. that's topical yeah. content. Well, we have a lot of topical stuff on the show. Yeah, so yeah of course. That's, that's like the point of a podcast. Yeah. Well, Stefan, you know we like to keep things topical and fresh here on the podcast. Of course. So uh, right now we are pleased to be joined on the line by uh, freelance sports writer and Twitter funny man Jesse Farrar. You can find him online at Bronze Hammer, or you can find him right here on Real Good Show right now. Jesse, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be on the show. We'll go anytime, you know, this is your first time, first of many. I think, uh, you know, uh, we're very excited to have you on here. Yeah, me too. This is great. I, I can't believe all the money you guys are paying me. It's so fantastic. I really could use it. Um, so I'm looking forward to spending all of the great money that you guys are going to give me. I really appreciate that. This is what our Patreon donations go towards, you know, booking all the, the big guests. But Jesse, uh, you were calling in because you had a uh, something to bring to the show this week, something that you hope to bring to the show many weeks to come from now also. Uh, it's the topical joke of the week. You've been working long and hard at it, and we would love to hear it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got my whole crew working on this. Uh, we're, we're in there. We go to the library. We're digging stuff up. We're newspapers um, or, you know, other papers. So it's all kinds of stuff that we're looking into to see what's going on out there in the world, all the movers and shakers. And here's what I've come up with for you guys this week. And uh, the first thing I want to ask is, did you guys hear about this? Uh, and uh, don't answer just yet. Um, I'm going to tell you what it is. And then afterwards, you will tell me whether or not you have heard about this. Okay. Uh, so uh, understood. You got it so far? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So uh, apparently scientists have discovered a new dino, a dinosaur, um, a new dinosaur, that is. Mm -hmm. All of the bones are now on display at the American Museum of Natural History. And that's one of the museums that we have down here in America. Um, and what they did with those bones is they actually uh, put them in the order that they were in uh, when they were inside of the dinosaur. Uh, and the dinosaur's skin and muscles are gone. So we do not have those. Uh, it's just a big skeleton of a dinosaur. So have you heard about this? Uh, yes. No, I didn't hear about this one. Do you mean okay. just like in so general? Stefan, you, you, Stefan's a big dino fan. Okay, I knew that. I was, I was, that's why I brought this to the show because this guy loves his dinos. Well, Stefan, what have you heard about this? I, I, I just, I've heard about like museums doing that generally, but not this specifically. Oh, this is not the first one. Yeah. No, okay. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Well, uh, so I, I'm familiar with the museum and I'm familiar with the concept of dinosaurs, but this uh -huh. particular story escaped my grasp this week. And Stefan, are you the same? Yes, I'm the same. Okay, so let me pivot a little bit. I was thinking this was the first uh, uh, dinosaur that anyone had put together. So I'm just going to pivot real quick. Um, and we're just. So if you just want to cut this out in editing. Uh, in post here, and we'll just start right over. Okay, so you guys know how uh, museums have dinosaurs all the time in them, apparently? Okay, so they've kept that train going, and uh, they've thrown one more dinosaur uh, into the pile here. So, this bad boy here uh, is, is uh, this one is 122 feet long, making it one of the largest and oldest things uh, ever discovered, uh, second only to my ex-wife, um, and this completed skeleton, guys, is so large that it cannot fit into the gallery space of the American Museum of Natural History, uh, which is something that my ex-wife also could not do. Uh, and the dinosaur's neck is going to have to extend out towards the entrance of the museum, uh, like when my ex-wife would have to put her knees on the tub when she was in the toilet. Um, and 
so just for reference, if you're trying to figure out, okay, how big is this dino? Uh, let me just say, real big. Uh, uh, like other dinos. Uh, not, I'm not trying to say this is the only big dino. There are more than one, and now we, uh, we have always known that. The Titanosaur, as it's called, uh, that translates from the Latin meaning my ex-wife. Um, and the dino would have stood about 20 feet tall uh, from the ground to its shoulder. And this skeleton is so large that it will, it will dwarf the museum's current blue whale model by over 30 feet in length. Uh, my ex-wife would do this as well. Uh, and so the way they found this dinosaur wasn't all put together, okay? So an excavation team uh, from an Argentinian museum unearthed this massive beast uh, in 2014. Uh, and this task took them over 18 months, uh, which is actually not that bad, considering it took a crew of 10 men a hair over 72 hours to rescue my ex-wife from our bass boat after she sat on top of the outboard. Um, but according to CNN, and this is a quote directly from the page, Based on the dinosaur's characteristics, it was placed in the Titanosaur group. This group of dinosaurs is known for its giant, lizard-like appearance. They have long necks and whip-like tails, small heads, and walk on four thick legs. Uh, dinosaurs in this group can weigh nearly 100 tons, and can you think of anyone else in the entire world that could possibly fit that description? Finally... This is the first time that this species has ever been mounted. Before this, n this species was never mounted before, and it may never be mounted again. My experience, if, if, that, if my experience is any indication, the first mounting of the dinosaur is going to go really, really bad. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of crying, and there's going to be a lot of upsetness and hard feelings after the mounting. But the museum is probably going to have to keep mounting that thing every six months or so just to keep the titanosaur happy. And, and the titanosaur's mom is going to stick her big nose in it. And, her, and she's even bigger and older than the titanosaur in the first place. And so that's where a lot of the problems uh, for the dinosaurs, uh, that's why they're not around anymore. So that's... Uh, that's the topical uh, joke of the week, guys. So, back to you. <laughs> uh, just some questions about that, Jesse. You, you said that the dinosaur's remains were found uh, in 2014. Now, um, when was your divorce? Uh, my, so, I'm, Jesse, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I was divorced... Uh, I was divorced in uh, 1989. Uh, so, I was, was a young man, made a lot of mistakes... A lot of mistakes early on, so. So your divorce was 27 years ago. The dinosaur yeah. remains are from two years ago. Which part yeah. of this joke is the topical part? Uh, the, uh, well, you know, uh, current events. Um, it's just, you know, stuff's in the news. <laughs> CNN, I suppose. Yeah, oh yeah, CNN, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they ran with that this week. Yeah, it's a slow uh, news year. <laughs> it's been a slow couple of years for news. So, I really, I enjoyed the joke. I, I I got it. I think. Did you get the? Did you did the joke come through over there, Stefan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, it took a little while, but I mean, like I, I told you uh, before the segment. You know, take your time, obviously. Um, yeah. Because a lot of our listeners are are are, are slow. 
Um, so a few of our hosts are also. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Uh, I thought it was very helpful, and yeah, like eventually I I got it, and I I have to say I really enjoyed it. Uh, you, you talked to, or before you told the joke there, Jesse. You mentioned that you have uh, like a staff of interns also helping you uh, research your topical jokes of the week. That's right. Uh, do you ever get in any trouble where like an intern will will bring something to you that seems like new and fresh and great, but it turns out uh, it's like plagiarized? Has that ever been a problem for you? Uh, not that I know of. No. Uh, you know, my my let me be clear. My interns are my two kids. Um, <laughs> And uh, the the oldest is f- uh, is four, and the youngest is two. Uh, so to the extent that they bring me anything, sometimes it's like th- there's a grape on the floor. They'll bring me the grape. Um, if they're uh, if uh, the younger one's still in diapers, if she I don't know how I don't know how dirty you guys get on the show. Sometimes she'll poop in her diaper, and sometimes she'll bring that to me. But as far as any information, they have not uh, as yet uh, brought me uh, anything I can use in my profession. Uh, do you just keep an intern staff on hand just in case you yourself uh, wind up in any plagiarism scandals? Um, you know, the reason I keep the interns is uh, for taxes, and uh, I'm not going to elaborate any further on that at this time. <laughs> Understood, you know, you got to keep some air of mystery around uh, all that good stuff. But uh, uh, thank you for, for bringing that to the show this week, and we look forward to it uh, in the weeks to come, uh, as a recurring feature here on Real Good Show, uh, Jesse Farrar's topical joke of the week. It was a, a, a smashing success of a debut, and uh, and thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I, I did want to talk to you, though, before we let you go, Jesse, unless you're a busy man and you have to leave right this second. Uh, do, do you have to leave right now? Uh, no, I've got plenty of time. I'm, uh, I'm sitting upstairs uh, in a closet with a fluorescent light on, and I'm looking at the computer. And I was listening to reggae music, so uh, I th- I think I can hold off on that for f- just a few more minutes. Uh, hopefully, this won't take too long. I really got to get back to uh, the the reggae music in the closet. Well, so. I did want to talk to you about uh, your New Year's Eve experiences this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm hitting an age myself, uh, like you. I'm also uh, 28 years old, where, you know, the party scene on New Year's is, is perhaps not as important to me as it once was. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like I can, can stay home and, and have a quiet night in, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you didn't do that this year, however. You found the most happening party that you possibly could find in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because it did make me feel like I made the wrong decision in staying in. If people haven't read your piece uh, for Vice already, could you just tell them right now uh, where you happened to find yourself on New Year's Eve this past year? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm actually not a big uh, strip club fella, uh, but I decided, hey, why not, uh, why not go downtown uh, at the... Uh, and I don't even remember what the place was called, which is that's that's how much fun we had that night. I didn't know what the building was when I was in there, uh, but um, the strip club decided to have a couple of celebs in town for the New Year's uh, holiday, which was uh, really I thought great. Uh, and one of them was, of course, uh, Little Sassy Cassie, which I'm sure you guys have heard of from from coast to coast, uh, the world's smallest stripper. Um, and, uh, and that, that is in terms of her height, but not in terms of her heart. Um, and she's a very small lady and she did take her clothes off, um, on the stage, 
But in addition to that, they brought a real ringer in, uh, Mama June from from TV's Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Uh, so we got to meet and greet uh, with her, um, and uh, it was so great and so worth the forty dollar cover, um, just to meet her and see her face and hear her yelp when um, my the flash on my phone's camera went off. Um, boy, uh, what a what a treat! What a treat that young lady was. Did you seems go, to be doing really well? Did you go to the club by yourself? Was this a no, solo I, excursion? No, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly do that. So I, I, I brought along our, our dear friend, Dog Boner, Michael Hale, <laughs> and uh, and he came with me, and um, and uh, we both stared at each other for, gosh, I don't know, probably about six hours. Uh, we were there, <laughs> and um, the uh, the vast majority of the time there were no seats, uh, so we just stood uh, in the corner, and. What we decided to do was, hey, let's stand right next to the garbage can, um, and that way, anytime anyone has to throw something away, which uh, in a strip club turns out it's a lot, um, uh, you would just get pushed uh, to, so people could get to the trash can, and, and that's where we decided to post up, and that was a real great uh, feature of the night. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I'm sure it was a real treat to meet Mama June, and uh, there's photographic evidence of this meeting, so it mm-hmm. it, it did happen. Uh, yeah. And congratulations on meeting one of who, who I can only assume is one of your the true heroes of your life. Absolutely, she's done a great job. Uh, just um, well, you know, with whatever it is that uh, she does. <laughs> well, I, I saw the video of of Sassy Cassie. And uh, it made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, this is one of the things that I I didn't want to uh, write uh, down because I, I don't know if there is a good way of saying it. Um, but, you know, like I told you, I have a two-year-old, um, and, uh, and I couldn't shake uh, in my mind how similar uh, their sizes are. And that's, I mean, I don't know, is that her... Is that her disability? Do you call it? Is she, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to cast aspersions. She's a grown-up. Well, she's not a grown-up, but she's an adult. And she's she should be able to do whatever she wants with her career. But when I came home, I got out the measuring tape, and my kid is the exact same height. So for me, uh, there were some real uh, uncomfortable uh, glares onto the main stage at about 30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, we are ostensibly a sports show here on Real Good Show, uh, and you know, oftentimes we'll we'll talk to people who who get to see talents out uh, out there in the world that uh, we do not get to lay eyes on ourselves, and we'll rely on our contributors to provide scouting reports, as it were. So uh, I was curious to know uh, what you thought of uh, of sassy Lil Cassie's uh, prospects for for hitting it big out there in America. I think she's going to get called up to the show. Um, I really think she's, she's on the verge of, of something here. Uh, and I, and I don't know what it is, but, uh, if you see her climb that pole, like she does, uh, it, she, she climbs up that thing like a fireman's ladder. It's really tremendous watching her go to work. Um, as long as she is fully clothed, uh, because after that point, I kind of check out. Um, it's, yeah, I don't. I don't do that very well. It sounded like, uh, you know, her her routine was not so much about uh, titillation as pure displays of athletic ability. Is that correct? Yeah, it was very gymnastic. Um, I don't. There were not many other entertainers 
um, doing as many push-ups as she did. Um, and, and I guess, you know, that's sort of her brand that's, that sets her apart is that, uh, you know, Hey, look, I'm gonna get up here and do some push-ups, and, uh, I like to see you do that. So, you know, I appreciate that. Well, Jesse, I do have a, uh, it's, I guess it's sort of a sports question for you and it comes from one of our viewers and I think he's a big fan of yours, although he Great. didn't know you were going to be on the show when he asked the question, but, okay. uh, and he asks beer while watching sports quality or quantity. The age-old question. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you know, I'm the kind of guy, uh, uh, fat guy, where I don't know that you have to pick, to tell you the truth. Uh, would you call it almost like a 50-50? Yeah. It's, yes. You know what, Stefan? I would. It is sort of a 50-50 to me. Uh, and, you know, that adds up to be 100. So when I go to the grocery store, I'll grab a sixer of this and a rack of that and, uh, you know, tr- try to pass out by the end of the night. And that's... Uh, <laughs> That's the way I enjoy sports. And, uh, you know, hell, doesn't even have to be any sports on, to be honest with you. Don't even watch. In fact, you know, don't even watch the sports. Just uh, just sit up uh, sit upstairs in a closet and uh, listen to some reggae music with your headphones on. You know, just kind of see, uh, see what's, you know, see what's going on out there. And, uh, doesn't have to be sports. No, no, not everything has to be sports. But uh, so does that answer your question? I, uh, that's a that's, that's a very solid answer. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfect answer, and it plays right into your expertise uh, as the beer idiot. So uh, we're very grateful to have had you on the show this week. Uh, keep your eyes on uh, little sassy Cassie, or is it sassy little Cassie or little sassy Cassie? You know, I don't think it matters. <laughs> just... <laughs> Well, keep your eyes on stages across America for her act to come to your town. And, of course, keep your ears locked right here to Real Good Show for Jesse Farrar's Joke of the Week. Coming uh, back to the show, hopefully, in the many weeks to come. And uh, a very successful debut, I would say. I think that was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Jesse. We're glad to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm going to go back and... Hit the books and, and see if anything happened uh, in 2015. I'm guessing not, uh, but uh, maybe something did. And if anything if anything comes up at all, uh, you guys will be the first to know. In the meantime, enjoy your closet, and thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful conversation right there. Our second guest on the phone line here today uh jesse farrar who we just heard from of he's course, that great just guy happens. very very funny very fun and, uh, and grania um it's gonna seem to the listeners that we recorded that before you got here i was there not I, actually <laughs> the case you were here the entire time and just chose to say nothing well we had some kind of technical issues too where like we couldn't really like he couldn't really hear us very yeah. well either I just, just a little, chose to stay silent. Yeah, you I mean, you had shy. to listen to that powerhouse of an interview, too. Exactly. That joke was... I laughed at the I, I was like, crying with laughter. Now, so. of course, uh, Jesse is based in Nashville. I would assume if that was his New Year's Eve festivities. He is based in Nashville. Uh, also based in Nashville this year, the NHL All-Star Game. So we can get into that right now. Uh, because uh, it's almost a good thing that we weren't able to record last night, which was the original plan. Uh, unfortunately, you were 
deathly ill, uh, just like I was yeah. last week, I guess. But I it, people, the hashtag blame Justin is already circulating out there yeah. for you and John getting sick. Well, that might have been like that might be a political thing. That might be about our prime minister. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want people to know that that has nothing to do with me. You guys getting sick is completely unrelated. Your illnesses were entirely different from what I had. You had the flu for several days. It was bad. I was yeah. I was bedridden. Yeah. And my, I mean, like I'm usually bedridden, but I was like. I had an excuse this time. <laughs> my thing lasted like five hours, so. Yeah, and yeah. you were saying like the only way you can get Norwalk virus. We're not going to talk about that on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you for wanting to go down. Yeah, well, of course. I, I had to try. <laughs> Obviously, you knew I was going to. And I do also want to say that uh, we, you know, Justin, it's, it's good that John's not here because you are wearing uh, his least favorite hat. <laughs> yeah. And I do like this hat. It's very shiny. Uh, and it's, it's a BB-8 hat. And it's shaped like BB-8, and he's also drinking out of my BB-8 coffee mug. Uh, so John, I think, uh, is probably happy to not be here. Well, I'm just—I felt like it was a safe evening to wear this yeah, hat, yeah. and not get relentlessly teased about it during yeah. the course of the program. Yeah, well, that's a smart move. I yeah, think. I was yeah. out for dinner with a regular listener of the show last night. In fact, who often said that as he listens uh, to it, he he feels like. He needs to put his foot down and say enough is enough in terms of YouTube, but probably especially John just openly ripping on me on my own show. So uh, I'm glad that go. other listeners out there also feel like I was take that, some undue who abuse. Who was the, was it? Uh, President Barack Obama. It was. Yeah. You know what? I gotta. I'll. I'll listen to Barack in this case. <laughs> Barack, I. Th- I think you kind of know. You know your shit, especially with regard to podcasts. I think he was on. Uh, uh, Mark WTF. Maron's. Yeah. yeah. He, was he on Serial? No, Serial's, that's, he wouldn't be on Serial. Um, he might be. Season three, you never know. Well, that's a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun here on Real Good Show. I mean, though. he'll probably make an appearance. I would be surprised if Serial Season 2 does well, not true. feature it's... like a voice clip of yeah, Barack Obama because it is about Bowie. Is about it Bowie? Bo Bergdahl. It's Bowie or Bo? Bo, I think. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm thinking Bowie Horvat, our yeah. favorite HF boys. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, Bo Bergdahl, infamous yeah. for his messy poops, of course. Uh, and how did the poop tweet? Speaking of, how did that go in the end? You know what? I just lost track. It was it was just crazy. I can get the final numbers right it, now. It just it, was it, out of control. I feel as though I'm I'm cheating because it's a it's a pinned tweet. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's take a look, shall we? Um, because right now it's it's been about uh, just over a week since our last podcast. Yeah. Uh, the poop tweet is at. 18, no, oh, sorry, 16 retweets and 86 faves or, or likes. I don't know what So significantly better anymore. than anything you've ever done related to Real Good Show. Yeah, I think like even combined, <laughs> it's like significantly better. So I'm done with the show. I'm just going to be tweeting poop once a day. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, we were talking about the All-Star game. Though. Yeah, we were. We yeah. came so close to talking <laughs> about kind sports of for a second away. There. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, of course, big festivities going on in Nashville, the NHL All-Star game. Uh, coming up pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. It is. I'm not going to look it I up. I had to but... look it up. Uh, it's the 31st. Oh, really? Yeah. So end of the month. I thought it would be into February, but not the case. Uh, coming up at the end of January. And <laughs> we were very excited, or at least one of our listeners who called into the show, Mr. Mike Fail, last week was very excited that uh, his favorite player, John Scott, was going to be represented at the All-Star Game. That was step one 
in uh, in Mike's like forty three step plan to him and John Scott becoming real life best friends, and that plan is unfortunately derailed. And it's good. This was why we got derailed, right? That's because right. I said it's good that we didn't record last night because this was uh, put out basically in the dumping ground, the PR dumping ground. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that you want underreported, make sure that it happens at about five o'clock Eastern time on a Friday afternoon. Uh, and that is exactly what the NHL did here today. A trade that went down between the Arizona Coyotes. It was a three-way. It was a three-way. It was a three-way. Three-way it was trade. a three-way. No, it was technically, yeah, because it was Nashville, Arizona, Montreal. Yeah. What did Nashville do? They, they traded Victor Bartley. Yeah. For Stephen Elliott. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll look it up right now. From Montreal, was, though. Well, there was some. I don't know if it was. I guess a three-way Elliot trade. Was, I guess like a V. First. It was, it was, it was a, a V. Yeah. It wasn't. A it's like a love triangle without a bottom. Yeah. You know. So it's like a love... Which is what most love triangles are. I guess so. Because Edward and, J- right. and Jacob... Yeah, so it's a love triangle. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't So Phoenix had Phoenix was the one getting all the trades to them. Okay. And then Montreal and Asheville didn't... There were no... No, it was Montreal. Montreal would be the middle point. No, no, I think No, Arizona, Arizona was. was. Oh. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I'm really confused right now. Yeah, because I thought... Maybe it was just two I thought tri- Elliot went to the Habs, and then the Habs turned around and dealt him... To Nashville? Well, Elliot's Nashville. a Nashville Predator now, but Victor Bartley, isn't he a Coyote now? I think so. So it was a three-way. Yeah, it it's probably been good it was that they dumped this on a Friday. It was a well, three-way. If they did it on a Monday, we'd but, have the whole week yeah. to figure to it out. To figure out the particulars. Yeah. Regardless, the main takeaway here is that uh, Jared Tenorti of the Montreal Canadiens goes to the... Arizona. Arizona Coyotes. Arizona, yeah. Yeah, you start to say Phoenix there. Uh, and in exchange for that, what did Montreal get back? Uh, other than Stephen Elliott, who they then traded as part of the three-way. Well, I know, we know who they really got. Yeah, Big, NHL All-Star captain. Big John Scott. Yeah. John Scott. Who they immediately demoted to their farm team in St. John's, Newfoundland. Is that the St. John's Ice Caps? I believe I thought they were the ice dogs. So. Maybe they're the ice caps. Because no, there was the St. John Sea Dogs was the That's QMJHL one. team, and I think it's the ice caps. And I'm pretty sure it's not like I, I thought it was named after like the Tim Hortons. Yeah, no, thing. it's like, it's like like a cap of ice. Okay, yeah, yeah it's it not like is. the New York Red Bulls. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is the ice caps. Okay, that would be iced caps. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. with two P's yeah. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. right. So, yeah, yeah. That just makes sense. Exactly. So uh, this is basically punishment from the NHL. Uh, for John Scott refusing to step down from his post as All-Star Game captain. Uh, and it was, I believe, Bob McKenzie who tweeted earlier today, John Scott was previously asked by both NHL and Arizona Coyotes to bow out of the NHL All-Star Game. He refused. Trade likely takes care of that. That seems like really Machiavellian. Yeah. And, like, how is that allowed? Like, I'm sure the NHLPA is going to file some sort of grievance or because now, like, not only does he not get to play in the All Star Game, he doesn't get to play in the NHL. Not that he really was anyway, but he was on the roster. Yeah. And uh, I think Grania, you were saying he's got his wife is pregnant with twins. Apparently, she's due like any day. Yeah. Now. And now he gets sent down to play hockey in Newfoundland in winter, uh, and he's also not going to get his All Star bonus. And like, well, like, the league like had to do this though because they can't have a guy like John Scott in the NHL All Star Game. Why? Why because not? You can't alienate your fans like that, and like, there's but nothing. The fans ab- voted him in. There's though. nothing about any of the other captains that would make anyone else uncomfortable. Like, they're all fine. You had to get rid of John Scott. He's the big. But he probably would have gotten. He would have right? gotten like a standing ovation. Of in course. The game and- what Grania is playing at right now is the fact that Patrick Kane 
perfectly acceptable ah. to be an NHL All-Star captain. You know, our our super skilled probable rapist is uh, is who we really want to represent us. Uh, it's at a this, PR move. This you know and, media you know. hotspot because of course the media just cannot wait for the All-Star game. They might be the only people who are excited for it. Well, other than like 13-year-olds. Yeah. Well, no, I, do, I don't do 13-year-olds even care? That was the last <laughs> time I remember watching an All-Star game in full. And even then, it might not have been in full. I might have, like, skipped the second period. I, like, I was, like, 12 or 13. Single-handedly. Okay, not single-handedly. But, like, I led a campaign to get Alex Edler there in 2012. And it worked. He was there. So I watched that one. And that's the only one I've ever actually I would have watched. watched the Rory Fitzpatrick one. But he didn't go. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they, they fudged the voting. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like, the fans were also fudging the voting. Well, yeah. There were, you know, bots created to purposefully. Yeah, and he was winning by, like, Rory. several hundred thousand votes. <laughs> yeah, but they expunged a ton of only Western Conference ballots. Yeah. Uh, because it, you'd have to fill out a complete ballot, but the voting totals for Western Conference players, specifically Western Conference defensemen, did not match the voting totals for Eastern Conference Which, players. Which, yeah, it's a little weird. The numbers suggested that the NHL destroyed 100,000 ballots that voted for Rory Fitzpatrick. <laughs> now, they weren't going to do that for John Scott. They asked him if he would respectfully bow out. And, uh, you know, this is, this is what's really fucking bullshit about this to me. If uh, you don't mind me going off on a bit of a rant here. Oh, which he's I, going on a rant. I think the fans have he's, been salivating. They've been waiting here we go. for old J-Mo to get all fired up about something on the show again, and I think this is just the ticket to do it. These are the same fucking people, and not specifically them, but more uh, rather uh, they're like mouthpieces yeah. in the media who were like, oh, this is this vote is, is just a travesty. Not because it besmirches the good name of the All-Star game, but because it's mean-spirited. It's very cruel to John Scott to single him out like this and vote for him because you picked him as the worst player you could possibly think of. That's very mean and cruel, and it's not thinking of his feelings. Won't somebody think of John Scott? Scott's feelings in all of this? This is the argument that they're presenting, yeah, right? Yeah. And what they actually do turn around and do is so much meaner than anything that the fans did to vote him into the game. Yeah. Like, specifically trading him out of the league to, like, the most northern outpost you can possibly send someone to. He basically got shipped to hockey's equivalent of Siberia while still being a North American player. No offense to Newfoundland. Well, Though I, maybe I, some to, offense to Newfoundland. To be fair, I think I'd rather play AHL hockey in Newfoundland than NHL hockey in Edmonton. Fair. So. Yeah, this is fair. But, like, you know, it's... Point taken. Though. It's fucking as mean-spirited as you can get. Orchestrating a trade specifically to get somebody out of the league, away from a higher paycheck, yeah. and out of the All-Star game yeah. because you can't stand to see what a, What a mean prank by the fans to give this guy a bonus check and a, a trip to Nashville where fans will applaud him yeah. and cheer for him. And he obviously loved every second yeah, of it. he was it. eating it up. Yeah. It's like he eats everything up because he's gigantic. John Scott has no illusions over what he is, the kind of player that he is, but he wanted to play along if fans wanted to give him that opportunity, which is exactly what we do on this show all the time, is invite yeah. serious people to come on and play along, presented with outrageous circumstances. Yeah. Grania, thank you for doing that this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's just fucking despicable like yeah, just, he's getting sent to like a work camp basically. yeah <laughs> to, to to like claim that you have this person's best interests at heart 
while meanwhile you are scheming and putting things in motion that are so much crueler and more mean-spirited well, than it's anything just like, that it's fans n- No one seems to be talking about the fact, I guess people are, but it's like completely insane that the NHL basically forced a team to trade a player. Yeah. To get rid of him. Like, because like, I mean, like no one actually minded really no, like no play i'm sure no players you say, were like, like the fans hey fans vote your players in the fans voted a player in. you can yeah. have your issues with it but they did it and then yeah. you go okay well we didn't want that but like we'll be like oh next year we'll change what? the rules that's that. <laughs> yeah. if like, you're gonna make every player available fault. to be voted yeah. yeah then every player should be eligible to play in the game yeah yeah nobody fucking cares about this meaningless game anyways yeah what is this animal farm yeah some nhl players are more equal than others <laughs> It's a top-notch just, literary reference just, right there because like, John's not here. So the idea that, uh, that you need to like maintain the integrity of something that has no integrity the in the first place. The jerseys glow yeah. in the dark. Yeah. Do they actually? Yeah, they glow yeah. in the dark. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they should wear those. Really cool. uh, did you guys ever have those LA Gear shoes that uh, lit up when oh, you stepped yeah, on yeah, them? Yeah, of course yeah. they did. Yeah, they should have toddler. skates like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They may as well go whole hog here. LA Gear skates? Yeah. Yeah. I think that should be a thing. You know, we talked last week about all of the endless possibilities of what John Scott could do in the All Star Game. Like he could stand still, like pick, pick pick up, up Johnny, Johnny Goudreau. Goudreau and like whip him into the net, like <laughs> like grab him by the pants yeah. and like bowl him right down the slot into but, the net, like Miss Sassy Cassie. Yeah, yeah, that would be spectacular. And uh, you know, Nashville is already accustomed to shows like that as Jesse Farrar established. <laughs> exactly. And they won't get treated to one from the NHL this year. No. They'll be treated to somebody else. And that was the other thing that, like, you know, this is not just uh, the NHL colluding on this. Arizona clearly wanted to do something about this, too, because in conversations about the trade after it went down, GM Don Maloney's comments were just like, oh, you know, we're very happy to have, like, uh, somebody else representing the Coyotes at the All-Star Game this yeah. year. Probably... Uh, either you know Max Domi or or Shane Doan, like that's what you're worried about. You're worried that you don't have a proper representative at the All Star Game. I'm pretty sure anyone like the, I'm not gonna say the Coyotes don't have fans, but I think anyone who follows the Coyotes is probably into hockey enough because like I don't, I don't know like they probably were really excited for John Scott. Yeah, yeah. like who I don't think be? there's some like 13 year old in. Like Paul Bissonnette was a fan favorite yeah, in the Arizona. Yeah, like I don't think they mind. I think they were like, "Oh, cool!" Like I don't know. They whatever. know he would have been the biggest. Like it's an Arizona player being the biggest story. Of yeah, weekend. right. And like it's that cool. would now not it's like really happen. Well, like, it is happening, but for all the wrong reasons. And like Doan isn't even cool because Yager is there. So it's like yeah. you can't even be like, "Oh, the cool old guy," because there's already like yeah, a I mean, cool if, a if, much if, cooler like, older. If guy. they're gonna pick a player, I hope it is. Domi. I hope it's Domi. Yeah, yeah, or Ekman Larson. No, because of the defensemen. Yeah, they don't have enough. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, I I agree with Justin's rant. And, yeah, uh, same. I think I think we were overdue for a rant, and that's yep. as good a subject as any because I think it is total bullshit. It's, no, it's one hundred percent hypocrisy. People trying to cage their own mean spiritedness and good intentions. Yeah. Uh, which is bullshit. I just, I just can't understand that. Like literally, the league. Yeah, they they kicked him out. Basically, they're like, you have to trade this player. Does that ever happened? Yeah. I hope they sue him, sue the league. I hope they just uh, like for, so, for something will happen. The, the, the NHLPA will do something, I'm mm-hmm. sure, because it's just so shady. 
And of course, uh, Damien Cox was was very happy about this today. Oh yeah, well, just, Damien Cox is like a little goblin. I, I would love to look up exactly what he said, but uh, I'm of course Cox blocked oh, on I'm Twitter, not. so I can't uh, check that unfortunately. I, I don't. Uh, think I'm I not blocked, but I just don't want to go. I to subtweet page. him, which doesn't make sense because he doesn't follow me or know who I am. But but you know, you can constantly rely on Damien Cox to be on the wrong side of pretty well every issue yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if he's like very secretly pro hitler even honestly like <laughs> he just seems like that kind of guy you know just consistently wrong about every single thing for those of you who don't know who damien cox is he's like if mr clean was wrong about everything to do with sports basically and was like kind of portly as well. Yeah. Portly Mr. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. I tweeted today, if if his name and big bald head didn't automatically make you think, wow, what a dickhead. Just wait till you get a load of his opinions. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been right about anything. <laughs> okay, he went on a little like spiel here. He said, well, they gave John Scott lots of options to gracious, graciously bow out and said this. John Scott didn't get screwed here. He knew he shouldn't be going, but he chose to try and make the league look silly. Or was this Scott, Scott's attempt to say F you to the league for all the suspensions? Oh my god, he keeps going. <laughs> to say the fans wanted Scott to play in the All-Star game is absurd. They wanted to make a joke out of the process, and he was willing to go along. I'm sure John Scott is a lovely, kind person. But he is the purest definition of a hockey goon, and doesn't even deserve to be in the league. It's like watching the last dinosaur get struck by a meteor. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice person, but uh, he's like an extinct animal to me. That's what I think. And of I'm celebrating watching him die, yeah. basically. <sighs> oh, my God. I hate Damien Cox more now. Yeah. That's brutal. But, I mean, he does raise a, a somewhat valid point in that clearly, like, fans were voting him in as a joke. Yeah, but it wasn't it like, wasn't an F you to John Scott. It was, it was an F you to the league, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, I guess, and the league and obviously that, like, that. I think that's, like, a strong way of putting it. Like, I think it was just like, hey, why not? Like, yeah. this is yeah. fun. Like, we wanted to vote for Lucas Pisa instead. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if, oh. if it wasn't John Scott as the captain of the Pacific. It was Spiza. We yeah. wanted it to be Spiza. Uh, and that didn't happen, unfortunately. But like, whether it did or didn't, uh, you know, I don't think Spiza would look at that as like fan cruelty. Like, I think he would have the similar approach of John Scott to be like, "Hey, if this is what they're doing, this is fun. <laughs> I'm gonna play along. Why not?" S- Scott's just—I mean, I think Spiza's a top four defenseman on the Canucks. Like, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like. Uh... Unfortunately, I, is I agree that like he he should probably have thought of it like that, but I don't know because his role in the Canucks is big enough that he could probably get away with taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, and and look, like the Pacific is such a trash heap division, anyways. Like no other division is going to get a. a Garbage player. Voted yeah, this to division deserved them. John Scott oh, yeah. as captain. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't want Anze Kopitar or whoever is going to take over. I, I the want swing John between Scott. being in last place and being in the playoffs is like four points, basically. Yeah, it's basically the if the Canucks win tonight, I think they're uh, first in the division. And <laughs> you know, there's only eight minutes left. They are currently in the lead. We will find this out. Is a as barn burner in Carolina rolls along. Yeah, if you missed the game, oh boy, have we got you covered here on Real Good Show this week. It's it's two one Vancouver. There's eight oh six now. Eight oh five. Eight oh four. There's eight minutes left in the third. 
That's 2-1 Vancouver. Uh, they didn't ice the puck there. Almost. I thought maybe they did for a second. This is like thrilling stuff. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, how thrilled we are. We're watching it. Like, I made the point when he was voted in that it seemed like an obvious message to the league mm-hmm. to say, like, look, if this is the kind of thing that you want to allow, both, you know, fighting in the game and fan voting, then we're going to use the fan vote to try and highlight the things that we think are wrong with the game. Yeah. And if John Scott knows what he is and wants to play along with that, then good for him. But the NHL can't then turn around and be like, Get out we of can't league. highlight this. Get out of the league because you you tolerate it from fucking every other player every other day of the week. Well, the NHL Why is tr- isn't like Zach Ronaldo yeah. having forces conspire against him? Yeah, no, the NHL's treated their fans like shit for Why couldn't years. they have forced Jim Benning to trade Derek Dorsett yeah. and Brendan Press? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but, but the league's treated their fans like shit for years, like multiple lockouts. The, you know, have you ever, has there been a single suspension? bench and it's like made sense like Rafi maybe. Torres okay yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I'm exaggerating obviously yeah. there's been like one or two basically uh, and, and and so this is what happens like you give the fans you've treated them with so much disdain you treat them like idiots they're like oh okay well uh, here choose who's going to be in the all-star game surely this will not backfire you almost. should be happy as a league to know that so many fans mobilized to vote this guy in. Yeah, and we're actually talking about the All-Star game because no one else talks about the All-Star game yeah. otherwise. Yeah, because like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to let the fans vote for who they want is a great gesture, but it's an empty gesture ultimately if you're not going to respect what they say. Yeah. Because like, I'm an adult, okay? Like, I don't often feel like one, but I'm a grown human person. I don't care about fan voting in the All-Star game. I'm not 13 years old no. anymore. When but I was a little kid, I did, because you got to actually fill out the ballots. Yeah, it was the games fun. And stuff. It was and, fun. Yeah. You could do it online yeah. in the late stages of my... But uh, you did it in person? Uh, you used to fandom. be able to at the, at the games. <laughs> at games, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. They, had, they would have big boxes, and you could, you could fill out the ballots during the game. Which blessed awesome. the soul of whoever had to tabulate all of those paper ballots. But... Uh, Regardless, you know, it, it says something about fan interest and especially in a, in a division like the Pacific, which has all kinds of built-in reasons for fans of the sport to have absolute apathy for their team <laughs> at this present moment. Uh, that people mobilized and wanted to do something should be a great thing. Like, yeah. You would think so, but they don't look at it that way because they, they're being shown up, right? And yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're kind of driving this point into the ground, but they, they totally should have seen this coming. And uh, I, I, I'd be shocked if they, they didn't, but like it seems like they don't have some sort of contingency plan for it, basically, you know? I think they were banking on John Scott, um, you know, gracefully bowing out of the spotlight. And when he didn't, they were just like, oh, okay, shit. Uh, guys, you have to trade John Scott now. Which again is just so ridiculous. Like I, I don't, I can't think of any other situation where that's happened. Before. How do you feel if you're Jared Tenorti? <laughs> yeah, just a pawn. Exactly. exactly. And you, or any of or those Vic guys. Bartley. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Elliott. Yeah. Like, North Vancouver kid. Tenorti is probably the saddest though because oh, he was traded directly for for a former first round pick, twentieth overall, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Who gets traded? directly like basically one for one for john scott straight up so that your team your parent club can immediately bury him in the minors and never think about he was him basically again. traded for a future favor from the nhl yeah so if like patch checks someone from behind 
Yeah. Uh, no big. Uh, yeah, you know, five-minute major was enough. We're not, we're not suspending him. Jared Tenorti was traded for, like, a, a gold coin from John Wick. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Or a get-out-of-jail-free card from Monopoly, right? <laughs> the league gave them, like, one gold coin yeah. good at the Continental just yeah. to make this trade just because they rolled John Scott up in a carpet <laughs> and drove him to Newfoundland. Oh, poor John oh, Scott. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of boring whenever they just send all the best players and there's no fan voting. Yeah. But, like, if that's what they want, they should just do that. Well, I think it was uh, Felix Potvan on Twitter said his prediction for next year is the NHL will just choose all the players and let the fans vote on the captains from the oh, chosen Oh, yeah, teams. yeah. They'll probably yeah. do that. Which well, no, you makes should, sense. If that's what you want, then yeah. you should just only allow, like, you know, 100 players to be on the yeah, ballot in the exactly. first place. Yeah, you can't do any yeah. extra. So maybe yeah. you should have done that in the first place because, like, they knew that the Roy Fitzpatrick thing has happened before. So obviously they knew this could have happened again. And it did. Surprise. And then, oh. Yeah. Anyway, NHL is stupid. It's like News a, th- at 11. a three-on-three tournament with glow-in-the-dark jerseys. Like yeah. I can't, I can't believe they literally glow-in-the-dark yeah. jerseys. Well, we don't want John Scott to ruin the sanctity. <laughs> we do have some good Canucks stuff this week too. We oh, do, yeah, yeah because uh, of course, uh, after the the podcast that we taped last week, this always seems to happen as soon as we're <laughs> done with an episode. Jim Benning goes out and swings a trade. Uh, Emerson Edom, the latest player to join the Canucks, yep. and uh, lots of pun potential with his name, of course. Yeah, he has uh, a great he also, dog. He does have an amazing dog. Well, he's it's got an Instagram account. Yeah, it's got its own Instagram account. It's called like Rick City or something, and it's a little dog called Rico, and it's so cute. It's and adorable. It, he's at the top of your par rankings. Uh, they're just called the Dog Power Rankings, okay. but yeah, that would be a good name uh they don't actually exist they're just in my head but Who's, um what are those rankings could we get um, the top three uh okay so callie bonino was the cutest dog right. and I, she was still there in my heart because like i don't know i uh walked by alex edler and whistler this uh christmas and he's got a very shiny black lab okay so that one's uh, i don't know if it's top three but it's a good dog um henrik sedin has a dog i don't know i think it's a golden retriever I think he said that at some point when he was talking to talking it's about It's a bit of a safe choice. So I'm yeah. just going to go with Henrik Sedin's dog because yeah. it's probably a good dog. So Emerson Edom's dog. Oh, Jacob Markstrom has a dog called Ibra after like Ibrahimovic. Oh, that's Ooh. pretty good. So that one's probably second. And then we'll go with Henrik Sedin's. What like, kind of dog is it though? I don't know. I forget. We don't even know. But it's got a good name. Okay. And uh, oh, Bo Horvat also has a cute dog though. Mm. I don't know. And Tubble's right here too. Oh, yeah. We have a dog here, which is really exciting. The for dog me. of the podcast. Yeah. Podcast dog. He's yeah. amazing. Uh, he's direwolf sized in his enormity. Um, but uh, yeah. So. I, I like the Edom trade. I saw him play his first game in, in person against and Florida. Of course, and we don't have John here to weigh in on that. But he, if he was here, he would say uh, that Emerson Edom is probably like the most skilled player he's ever seen in the WHL. Yeah. Second to maybe Jamie Benn. Yeah. So he actually would say that too. We're not because like, you know how John usually makes fun of the Canucks <laughs> and we're not using him not being here as an opportunity to like put this, words in this his mouth. His he legit, actually has said this to us. This is his legit scouting yeah. opinion. Um, and he feels like, you know, the guy's just too talented to not figure it out at some point. Whether he's going to do that in Vancouver remains to be seen. Yeah. Didn't work in New York. Didn't work in Anaheim. But uh, He looks that, fine. He looks good hands. so far. Like, yeah. He's got speed. He's fast. He drew three penalties his first game. And of course, we like to reactionarily <laughs> respond to any trade that Jim Benning makes by being like, and I, like why? I, I loved Nicholas Jensen. Like, I really enjoyed him. And he, his Instagram, if you ever, if you look at his Instagram, was all different dogs. There were like 80 dogs on his Instagram. Are they all his? 
I don't know, but they were all really, really cute. So, like, for me to like this trade, is, it says something. It's, it's, it's a good trade. <laughs> it says that he's got a cute dog. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's put up any points yet. No, he was on the ice for Lyndon Ray's goal tonight. Okay. Yes. But, uh, you know, it might be bound to happen one of these days, which is probably good. We talked about last week how sometimes a guy can make a splash in his first game and that raises expectations to unreasonable heights. Uh, he didn't have that uh, big, like, surge in adrenaline in his first game to carry him to a two-goal performance or whatever. Uh, and we're just, you know, expecting a uh, a workman-like performance from a guy with good speed. Yeah, he's very fast. And, uh, and uh, as, as we're talking about him, Sportsnet is showing him and talking about package. him. So. The two highlights Visuals that I saw were being was hobbled him by blocking a shot. Blocking a shot and then running into the post, like, head first. But so. he looks good. He looks good. Yeah. And we're, we're happy with that trade. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Jim. Like well I, j- I have nothing to complain about with that trade. Yeah, I, which is very rare. Which is a really weird feeling. Yeah, but congrats, Jim. A sixth round pick next year or this year? Uh, twenty seventeen. I think twenty seventeen. That's, okay. That's what McKenzie. I said. think it was a seventh in twenty seventeen, and then people were like, "No, it might be a sixth in twenty sixteen instead." <laughs> Regardless, doesn't matter. Ultimately, you're giving up pretty well nothing yeah. to get something who might be something, yeah. but maybe not. You never know. It's a nothing for nothing trade, and sometimes those work out into something uh moving on from there staying with the canucks well something that we can harp on perhaps is just the the bizarre thing they decided to do (laughs) on sunday uh with regards to chris higgins now uh the canucks held a season ticket uh town hall a season ticket holders meeting where people got to sound off and express their uh, concerns to management and, and they held know, it during the Seahawks game and management uh, you know can can state those concerns somewhat uh, as Jacob Markstrom allows a goal here and we're all tied up at two uh, this live broadcast of the game is just wonderful uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah John Michael Lyles I saw people freaking out about Higgins and what what Lyndon had said during this town hall yeah. meeting about Higgins and I was like oh Trevor Linden tells fans they are doing everything they can to trade Chris Higgins at a town hall meeting. That seems like a headline you can set your watch to because that exact story broke uh, back in July, I think, when yeah, some we fan, were recording uh, in the summer. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the Pauser and Tan Beer from yeah. Surrey were invited up to the stage after being very vocal critics of the new regime, and Lyndon tried to like calm them down by personally telling them hey, like, we understand that you guys don't really like Chris Higgins. It's okay. Like, neither do we. We've legit <laughs> offered him to every single team in the league. We're trying. We're, we're trying here. Uh, which, very strange uh, strategy to divulge that to fans, knowing that it will yeah. probably go public. It somehow didn't work either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Telling uh, two random fans, oh, hey, we're trying to trade this guy. We want to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they we've, did. They didn't. We've trade offered him. him to every team. Their in the next league. like step on whatever day that was Saturday. Yeah, was even better. Sunday. Though, where they fucking, this, like, this, yeah, this past Sunday, the Vancouver Canucks issued a press release, <laughs> and I have it on hand right here. I can read it if you would like. I would like it. Yeah. <clears throat> Chris Higgins status update, Vancouver, BC. Vancouver Canucks general manager Jim Benning confirmed today that the club is exploring trade options for forward Chris Higgins. 
As part of our transition to a younger team, I can confirm we're exploring trade options for Chris Higgins so we can create more roster space for our young players to develop. Chris is a quality person who has been an important member of our team for nearly five seasons. Our focus has been on finding a positive new situation for him, and we will continue to do so. I like that impression. But that it, was it cha- kind of accurate. It changed like a few times throughout the impression, but I liked every change. <laughs> you kind of sound like a grizzled old prospect. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of Walter Matthau in oh, there, too. Oh, there was a lot of Walter Matthau in there, but uh, I liked it. Regardless, this is the entire press release right there. And they like copied and pasted it to Instagram as well. Yeah, they Yeah. Which a lot of fans were, were, were just kind of... Scratching their heads, yeah, trying to figure out what the fuck. Well, my favorite reaction um, was on HF boards, of course, uh, and it wasn't even from a Canucks fan; it was from like a non-Canucks fan. And uh, I guess they misunderstood it somehow, and they were like, "Wow, I hope the guy who tweeted that gets fired. What an idiot!" <laughs> like it was the guy on Twitter who was like, "I'm taking the guy this in my on own Twitter's hands." Probably like, "Are you sure? Like, yeah. you want me to tweet this?" Yeah, but I just love the fact that like. You know, he's like, no, there's no way Jim Benning would do that. It was yeah. obviously some like rogue social media manager. Now, granted, like the the blowback on that, on this is probably overblown in that uh, oh, yeah. you know, them publicly acknowledging that Chris Higgins is available is is not what's killing the trade market for him. The fact that he's a beat up guy in his mid thirties with a you know two point five million due for next season also, yeah. and has like three points in twenty five games this season. That's probably the big impetus to a trade really the fact that this team is trying to get rid of him yeah uh when i mean he's still a useful player oh, yeah, i like yeah, him more yeah. than brandon press oh definitely yeah. yeah and and like you look at the big ticket contracts that benning has handed out in the last two years at least chris higgins is being paid for a reason you know like even if that reason is hey buddy you were great in the 2011 stanley cup playoffs yeah uh, that's why he's making that money, uh, and I'm I'm fine with giving it to him if it, if it's still owed to him because he earned it. Well, yeah, it's not like with Lucas Biza where Benning was like, "Hey, Luca, you play hockey." <laughs> yeah. We we might not be able to get anyone else, so we got to pay you right now. Yeah, now exactly. Well, and two point five isn't even that bad. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it but, makes sense that they were trying to get him off the roster, but yeah. like, and, and with, I don't know, just the whole like press release. We're gonna try. It's yeah. so funny. It's like L- potentially. And then we'll Lyndon goes him. on Sportsnet the very next day and during the game. During the the game during the intermission, and it's like our plan is to put Chris Higgins on waivers tomorrow morning, unless anyone <laughs> trades for him in the meantime. <laughs> like huh? a trade Higgins? is still possible, yeah. uh, but just did want to let all. All the teams out there know he will be available for free tomorrow unless you want to trade for him right now, uh, which was another interesting strategy. It didn't work, by the way, the yeah. strategy. No one traded. No one was like, oh, fuck, we should really trade for him right uh, now. Yeah, uh, but you know, a lot of people are thinking to themselves, like, why are you doing this uh, as press releases? Why is this a PR move? Yeah, yeah. And the reason is because they know what the trade market is. They've already made all the calls to try and deal him. They know that there's no market for him. They don't want people freaking out about how could you not trade this guy when Chris Higgins goes on waivers and they don't make any sort of announcements. Yeah. This is all pageantry for the fans. Yeah. And the funniest part of that is that the fans look at this pageantry and are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, what like, is this pageantry? It's like so, they, they don't want like the story to get away from them or whatever, but it's still just like, 
what? Like, every fan of any other team I follow on Twitter was just like, what the fuck yeah. are the Canucks doing? Well, I, I think like, that, this is, like, par for the course, but I, yeah. I like, think that speaks to how many other stories have gotten away from them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like well, like, the other Higgins story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And then the night of the game, I was at that game. A lot of fun. Uh, it ended with some fireworks, though. Oh, yes. That came out of nowhere, especially if you were at the game. I think, I believe if you're watching on TV, there was kind of like, oh, Sean Thornton might have said this beforehand. Oh, there's there's a bit of rough stuff going on. But, like, at the game, it was just like, what prompted this? Yeah, Roberto Luongo makes his return to Vancouver. <laughs> Second return. Second return. Yeah. Uh, but it's always, a, you know, a bit of an event when he comes back, specifically when he comes back riding one of the, uh, you know, career highs of his of his career, yep. uh, one of the <laughs> the career highs of his well, yeah. <laughs> riding one of the high points of his career uh, on a nine game personal winning streak, yep. twelve game team winning streak, yep, very impressive. Yeah, doing very well for himself. Well, of course, the Canucks are are he's circling the drain basically, and he played very well that game. Too. Oh, was, the Panthers yeah. are basically like first place in the East. Yeah, uh, so you know he's doing well. The Canucks not so much. That's the big story as the teams go head to head. Canucks wind up snapping that 12-game winning streak. They yep. do it uh, on the strength of Daniel Sedin's goals. And then uh, some big-time fireworks after the game, as you mentioned, as uh, basically a full bench brawl between both benches erupted yeah. somewhat. It wasn't like, you know, dropping the gloves, but guys Everyone was there. Everybody's pushing each other, all that good stuff. Uh, Gerard Gallant, like, picked up a stick at one point. Luongo was, like, poking someone with yeah. a stick. It was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. And Mar- I love when Markstrom kind of came over. Yeah, and well. they just kind of stood They just hugged it yeah. out. Yeah. And Ed- Miller was holding two Panthers at once, which yeah. I loved as well. Alex Edler was kind of like, yeah, I guess I got to do this. <laughs> Tanner was getting like beat up and Edler was like hmm. it was I, I, mean, I owe him a couple yeah yeah but there's some definitely some good clips from it but uh there's no clip of what was said that actually started the whole thing no and Botchford did say his theory of what it was which was it was I like Sedin yeah. sisters related yeah but basically it was it was like a shot at their wives it, the yeah. inference yeah. was like you know oh those Sedin same old sisters as they ever were oh it was much worse than yeah, that yeah it was oh, really that. yeah it was like something like excuse me it was like you can say it. Um, I think... Yeah, if it's the like, anti-women, if, if we'd y- rather have the one woman who's never <laughs> say it, please. I can say this because I'm a girl. Um, <laughs> like if, if you two are sisters, does that mean your wives have cocks or something? That's what it was. And, oh. like, the Sedins don't get mad about the sisters thing. It was definitely more than just sisters. Like It's the shot at their They didn't just decide... Yeah, their like, and, again, like, like Botchford said this as well, and he's right. They didn't start it. Like, they were... they Daniel just did that really cool little, like, mic drop flyby. Yeah. yeah. But, like... They After were, he scores, they, he turns around and, like, raises his arms to the Florida bench. Yeah. Like, how you like me so, now? So, like, they didn't, like, snap, but they definitely were more mad than they usually are. Well, they've been pretty, like, feisty all year, yeah, which I really, really like. Fun. Like, I've been saying, yeah. I, think, I think we're getting close to the first ever Sedin, like, Daniel's going to drop someone yeah, one day. There's going to be, the gloves are going to get dropped at some point. Yeah, because the narrative for them this season has definitely changed to, like, oh, the it's Sedins are nice. tough and gritty. Like, yeah. on one hand, it's kind of nice seeing, like, a bunch of Eastern guys be like, the Sedins are kind of awesome. But it's also like, where have you been? Yeah, like, yeah. like this is what it Cool, took. okay. Yeah. But then you've got one Eastern guy also in uh, Denny Potvin, who... <laughs> This this was somehow this was going to be our clip of the week, and then it got surpassed by something that you're gonna love. Coming up in a little bit, uh, but this is great as well. Here's Denny Potvin on Daniel Sedin. You know what? It probably was Daniel Sedin. Yeah. Look at that low life. I can't believe it. 
look at that low life. I can't believe it. Well, he also had the peanut butter comment. Yes, too. we don't have that on hand okay. right now. But well, he did the say something good. about, oh, it's the Sedin's pointing fingers. My what are they doing pointing fingers? Usually they only use those fingers to lick the peanut butter off their bread. Which, like, usually when people say weird stuff like that, like, you kind of get this, like, weird, like, I don't know, like, sexual or, like, kind of, like, implication. Yeah. Some kind of gross. But, like, I have no idea Well, I think it's kind of like, you know, when uh, news anchors sometimes have, like, mild strokes on the air. <laughs> it was, I think it was something along those lines. Potman kind of gets a little, you know, Stupid. on edge throughout the broadcast, progressively so, like, as the broadcast goes on. And uh, it definitely seemed to be, be the case uh, at, in that game. And, um, yeah, he apologized for it as well. He, he released, like, a little press release thing. Basically, a sorry you were offended. Yeah. Uh, apology, the classic non-apology apology. Which, like, the thing is, like, I don't know, low life isn't that bad. It's like, whatever. Poffin You're is just also, wrong. Poffin is also a guy who, Canucks in his... Canucks just won a game. Oh, they won an overtime. Oh, was di- it Bo? It was Horvat. In his Yay. divorce proceedings, was accused by his ex-wife of, like, drunkenly beating oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're going to call Daniel Sedin a low life, maybe don't be, like, a, you know, a wife beater. Maybe. Just might An alleged, not be a great look for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well... Who do you believe in yeah. that? In that? No, I, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But gotta 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 play both sides yeah. so that yeah. people don't like. Are you going to apologize for what you said about Danny Potvin? <laughs> um, no, probably <laughs> not. If I didn't apologize to Patrick Kane, I'm probably not apologizing to Danny. Yeah, Potvin. that seems fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's move on from hockey because that's that's probably quite enough of that. Yeah, like well, you know, John is probably down in Anaheim and. Uh, he got like a tingle down his spine. God, they're talking about <laughs> hockey too much. Canucks especially. Uh, he doesn't know why he's mad, but he will when he <laughs> listens to the show. Uh, we could talk about the NFL, which I only watched a few of the games uh, this past weekend. But Stefan, uh, you probably watched more of them. I did. I mean, they were mostly pretty bad. Uh, obviously, the Bengals-Steelers uh, one was ridiculous. Yep. Like one of the dirtiest games I've ever seen. There was a coach pulling a player's hair. <laughs> like, that doesn't really happen ever. Uh, and then, obviously, like the two penalties that ended the game. Yeah, and we can hear from Pac-Man Jones right now. Yeah. Uh, Adam Pac-Man Jones went on a Instagram rant. He basically like left the game immediately, did no media, because this went up... 30 minutes after the game was over, he's already... Great social media presence. ...in his civilian clothes, yeah. in his car, posting on Instagram. This, this right here. Fucking ref did a horrible fucking job. You got fucking uh, uh, Jerry Porter in the middle of the fucking field talking shit to everybody, and then when somebody say something to him, he don't even post to be on the fucking field? <laughs> That's the entire video right there. And that was only up for a very short time before uh, Pac-Man decided maybe I shouldn't leave this up. Just well, maybe. I, I think he should be the official football player of Real Good Show. Yeah. NFL player. Yeah. Do maybe. we have one? No, I don't think we have one. I thought NFL it was Manziel. Player. He's probably not an NFL he's player the, for long. He's the uh, CFL player in waiting. Right. Soon to be CFL player. Yeah. So That's Pac-Man right. Jones is now the official RGS uh, NFL uh, yeah. player. He has to be. Uh, and you know that uh, somebody probably called him, or at least he just like... Settled down a little bit. No, somebody probably called him. Because about five minutes later, this goes up in its place. All right, I'm good now. I've had my 10 minutes. <laughs> um, but I still don't believe I should have got a flag for talking to a coach that's on the field behind the huddle. That's my opinion. 
That is such an amazing like back-to-back comparison. Right oh, you know, I'm good. I'm fine. Ten minutes to cooled off. I'm good. But you know what? Actually, that's still bullshit. <laughs> it's like yeah. like when your parents made you apologize to your siblings, and you're like, "Yeah, like sorry, but like fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, that was that was a really it was a fun game though. Yeah. Uh, well, fun. I mean, some players got like severe brain damage. I feel I feel you know a kinship with the Bengals being so you know woefully inept and and unlucky. Uh, I would compare years. them to the Canucks because the, they are uh, very close to being the Canucks. I just hate yeah, that guy that they're great in the regular season and choke in the playoffs. Yeah. So. He looks like Archie from Archie Comics. Well, did you see his red hair? Yeah. yeah. No, well, like face-wise as well. I guess he sort of does, yeah. And that'd be Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. 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 Red uh, rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Red Rider BB gun, baby. Taking us back to some clips of the week from last year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Pac-Man Jones, not our clip of the week this week, though our clip of the week does come to us from the world of the NFL. And this was uh, Chris Carter joining the Mike and Mike show earlier this morning. And they were talking about Chandler Jones of the New England Patriots, who was recently uh, hospitalized for what he said was a bad reaction to synthetic marijuana that yeah. he was smoking synthetic marijuana reasonable enough I and mean, that's pretty dangerous stuff from what i've heard I've and heard people have bad reactions yeah it happens yeah. every so often understand uh but uh you know what chris carter who is a frequent highlight of the clip of the week uh he's made many appearances he's back it's been a little while actually he's he, well he, yeah he, yeah i guess so yeah but we I'm haven't excited. we haven't really been listening to him either i think if we listened to him that's quite true a he'd bit, be on it every week he'd be yeah. on every week uh but this week he had some theories he reviewed the evidence, and he uh, felt like Chandler Jones' story did not quite add up. Oh, well, number one, it was a scary situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime you have an elite athlete or you know, any human being that is in duress because of something um, put in their body, um, I don't know this. Um, um, I think that the synthetic marijuana story might be just a story just for me it don't pass the smell test for me to me i think that i think he was smoking marijuana and i think he was smoking some marijuana laced with pcp or angel dust and i think that's what made him trip out i don't now he could have been smoking synthetic yeah because we've seen other guys who smoke synthetic freak out get that but it's a better story it's a better story to tell. That's the reason why I'm here. So when he got to the police station, why was he smelling like marijuana? Because synthetic doesn't smell like marijuana. So for me, I don't know all the details of the case, but I'm just a little, uh. The synthetic, that's a better way to put it. But if you look at some of the information, and this is not the same thing, so don't freak out on me, people, but Aaron Hernandez. If you look at what was some of the things they started looking at at him, at the end, he was smoking marijuana laced with PCP. And that's when the people around him started saying you could start to see he started making a difference in his decision making. So did he have that? No, I'm just trying to tell you what I believe could be the end result because that's what happens. There we go. Wow. That serial theme was amazing. Chris Carter, and as he talks about the evidence and uh, the specifics of the case, I just felt like the serial theme was necessary. It to fit play perfectly. That. It's like that Dark was- Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, you know when you listen to Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz? It's like it the, syncs the, up, the film apparently. length and the, and the record length is the same. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And like thematically it, cool. it gels. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you're... Your university student I'm learning still a lot. have lots to learn. <laughs> <laughs> the most educational podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. But the, my the, favorite part is when he's like, uh, now I don't know what happened, <laughs> but here's exactly what happened. I also like how he describes himself as, uh. Yeah, that was, good. That <laughs> was just, great too. I'm just good like, adjective. Uh. <laughs> And then kind of drops the Aaron Hernandez reference. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> I wasn't what if this guy that. starts murdering people? <laughs> don't say uh, Chris back. Carter didn't warn you. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he started to have a psychotic episode. Very similar to several psychotic episodes that Aaron Hernandez may or may not have had <laughs> while he was confirmed to be smoking PCP or angel dust. So why not this guy too? Yeah, like I think, I don't know. I'm pretty sure maybe he just was smoking some extremely, extremely strong marijuana. And I don't, I'm not sure how, how his freak out happened. Uh, but, you know, you can trip balls on marijuana. If it's like strong enough or you smoke enough. Of yeah. It. And I'm assuming he's getting like good stuff. He's not getting like skunk weed. And of course, as we've learned uh, from Chris Carter in the past, if you're going to do things like this, it's important to have a fall guy in your entourage. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy who's going to jail. It's, uh, you got to have that. So uh, that's another way that Chandler Jones fucked up. He didn't have a fall guy. Yeah. Well, maybe he had a guy who said, say it was synthetic marijuana. <laughs> should say that. It's like the evolution of the fall guy. The next step. I need a fall guy. I've got my synthetic marijuana idea guy. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say we could move on to the Taffer tracker right now, but the show's running a little bit long, so uh, we could just skip past that. For we can this skip week. the Taffer tracker. Uh, yeah. We had something good for this week, but we can save it for next we week will. when John yeah. is around. And just take a quick peek at the Twitter mailbag. In the meantime, uh, Stefan, anything good from the mailbag this week? But before we hear that answer, let's hear the theme song. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Uh, this is from Ogie Octothorpe, and he asks, uh, obviously a listener of the show, because he asks, if Cole in the comic goes missing, which clue weapon did uh, Hanaconda use to murder him? Uh, and he says his contract, not actually him. Murder his contract. Uh, so what are the clue weapons? We've got a gun. A candlestick. A candlestick. Is there like a letter opener? Am I making that up? Is there like a knife? There's a knife. Okay. There's a rope. It's kind of a bit of a step down from the gun. Yeah. Be like, Let's oh, go I got a gun. gun. Let's oh, I, shoot I got a candle. <laughs> okay, our options are uh, candlestick. Yeah. How do you kill someone with a candlestick? You beat them with it. Wrench. Okay. Yeah. Rope. Okay. Revolver. Yeah. Knife. Okay. Lead pipe. Lead pipe. Ooh. The knife kind of looks like a butter knife, so I could see how you would think letter opener. Okay. It's, I don't even know like what a, a letter opener knife. looks like. <laughs> I think it's a revolver. Yeah. Nice and quick. I think a revolver. Shot yeah, to the yeah. head. Yeah, I don't know. I think the rope is definitely involved, but the wrench is the murder weapon. Do you like tie what him? What was he doing with the rope? Well, tied him up and dragged Beat? him to a quiet location. Oh, okay. Yeah, thought you were. This is Hannah sort of Conda. Like, right, right. Hannah Conda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finally okay. having her college student revenge on John. Well, as a college student yourself. What uh, would I use? Grania, yeah. how, how, how would you murder John? John? How would I murder John? Yeah. 
um, using all one, of these, one of these weapons. Um, I think I'd just do the gun. I'd make it quick. Yeah. I don't. I don't want blood on my hands. He could stand far away from me, and I could shoot. <laughs> it's a very him. pragmatic answer from yeah. the college student. Did yeah. I use the word pragmatic correct? I don't know. <laughs> You're the college student. Uh, Anders Lau writes in to ask: In the John Scott NHL All Star Game scenario, who's the cucker and who's the cucky? Are the fans ultimately the crying man? Oh, we're all the crying man. Yeah, we're all crying. Definitely. Man. But the league is not the cool guy. No. There's no cool. There's guy. no cool. This is guy a bunch of crying men. Yarmir Yager is the cool guy. Well, Just yeah, like yeah. not really related, but <laughs> yeah. kind of. And I mean that selfie he posted in, this summer. <laughs> in this rare scenario, it's the guy who's like sitting on the corner of the bed, not really involved in the situation, who is the cool guy, yeah. and that is Yarmir Yager. Yeah. So. Uh, well pointed out there, Grania. Uh, we didn't touch on this when Jesse was on the show, but uh, some guy asked to uh, some guy asked Jesse to shoot himself into the sun, uh, <laughs> and Jesse says that's not really a question, so don't ask it to me. And Jesse, I did not ask it to you. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Reese Jessup uh, at that's offside asks why is Canucks. And uh, I told him we didn't really have enough time on the show to answer yeah, we, it. So. I don't know. We, we went into that in depth a little bit we earlier. We sort of did. Yeah. yeah, we touched on it. But, I mean, that's, uh, that's like several episodes. That's an entire yeah. season of Serial. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Burke, also of Canucks Army, similarly asked, why is Lucas Pisa? And apparently everyone at Canucks Army does the same thing because uh, I'm supposed to be running the social media at the same time as two other people. And we all tweeted the exact same joke as at the end of the game. So uh, we're killing it. Today. What was the joke? Bofer time. <laughs> that's a, that's good. Yeah, but all three of us did it at exactly the same time and tried well, to... No, great minds think alike, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Canucks Army contributors, we've got a question here from Matthew Henderson at mhenderson95 who asks, what is the worst case scenario for the Canucks and how will they eventually get there? Uh, making the playoffs. Oh. I th- I th- like this you mean like season, ever? Or? Th- I mean ever. I mean, they leave the city. Yeah. The like, Sedins retire, like and the, the next year Rams. they all move to Seattle or something. And win the cup their first year. And win the cup their yeah. first year. That would probably be the worst case scenario yeah. like and in the yeah. long term. This year, it would be... Make the playoffs. Making the playoffs. Making the playoffs and buying at the trade deadline. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And they will do it by a second uh, half surge from yep. Bo Horvat and some fine goaltending from... Uh, Jacob Markstrom, yep. who will have to step in once Ryan Miller returns and then gets injured again. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Markstrom has the reins right now. Is is Miller like good to go though? Like he played, he played yesterday. He he okay. He was not the worst Canuck yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Mentioned this one a little bit earlier in the show. This one comes to us from friend of the show, Taehoon Kim at T. Kim Photo. Uh, he says, at Real Good Show, I have my first NHL player Twitter follower, Zach Boychuk. What should I do to commemorate this? Well, Ask um, him for nudes. There's, there's that. Yeah, DM him for nudes. I don't look at how many people he follows, <laughs> for one thing. Uh, Boychuk does not have the greatest following ratio. Two thousand. How many followers does he have? 266.1 thousand. So nice. he's, he's doing something right. Yeah. That's a lot of followers. Yeah. But he is like the NHL's leading Twitter churner, probably. Yeah. He's definitely on team follow back. Yeah. But uh, how to commemorate it? Maybe uh, print off the notification that Twitter sent you yeah. that Zach Boychuk follows you. Get it bronzed. Yeah. Or just like frame it. And hang it on the fridge. Well, you're framing it. You don't put it on the fridge. Well, no, you should you put a, a nail into frame. your fridge. Oh, you nail it to the fridge. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, damage your fridge. <laughs> 
Uh, anything else? Uh, what are the worst jerseys? This is from uh, Rye RG, and he asks, what are the worst jerseys ever worn by a pro team? And I think we may have touched on this at some point. Uh, and technically, my answer is going to be cheating because they never were actually worn. But the those St. Louis, Louis ones, the with the 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 trumpet on them and like their oh, logo was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. cat. Yeah, it was and, like a, a cat playing jazz. And it's basically. like this, this like yellow and red and blue like gradient. Yeah, that was really bad. maybe the only good thing that Mike Keenan has really done. I think Mike Keenan threatened to quit if they, <laughs> if they were going to wear those jerseys. He refused <laughs> to allow his team to wear those jerseys if he was going to be the coach. So. Uh, strong stand from Mike Keenan, but not undeserved because those things are monstrosities. Uh, Stamcock 2K16 at Leafs Ramblings writes in and says, "How much poop could a poop tweet poop if a poop tweet could tweet poop?" Good reference to my uh, infamous poop tweet. I really just wanted to say that. I don't care what the answer. Is. That was a tongue twister, and you got right through it. So I don't know what the answer to that is, but uh, Stamcock, thank you for writing That's in. Good name. Donor to the show, Old Nick at Megalodork says, "After the John Scott precedent, what non-NHL player would you like to see in an NHL All Star game?" Ooh. Uh, so non, a, non, a non-hockey player. Non-hockey player. Non-NHL. So does that mean they're mm. not good enough to be in the NHL, or does that mean they can be completely unrelated to it, hockey? It could be either, I suppose. Could be an ECHL player, could be a tennis player. I'm going to go J.J. Watt, because he actually like is really good at hockey. I want to see like if he could hold his own. Like I don't think okay. he could, but he's really good at hockey. Uh, who was Stefan. Who was the... You would, like, die. That's true. Yeah. I'm definitely not an NHL player. I don't know. Like, I'm the size of Goudreau. I think true. I'm actually taller You and Goudreau, Goudreau could do a little, like, you guys could, like, stand on each other's shoulders. Oh, it could have been me, Goudreau, and John Scott. In a trench coat yeah. with John Scott as yeah. your line mate. That'd be really cute. Let's I do want, that. I want Tom Glavin to, pe- to play in the NHL. Oh, LA game. Kings draft pick. Yeah, it was yeah. drafted in the second round by the Kings back in the day. Never uh, played in the NHL. Decided to go the Major League Baseball route Probably instead. Probably a good choice. But... He's still got the skills. He's an old guy. Let's bring him back. <laughs> Throw him in the All-Star game because, uh, you know, he's he, he made it into the Baseball Hall of Fame, I'm pretty sure. He's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, let's let's put him in the All-Star game. Yeah, it's never too game. late to start. Yeah. He's right? an All-Star in a sport. Why not hockey? Yeah. So Tom Glavin. I got one more question here from at Reasonable Onion. And he asks, how much money do you think it would cost from NASA to fire Bronze Hammer into this? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can edit that out. We'll forget about that one. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, final question comes to us from Gabriel Estrada at Dextrata, who says, How do you feel about the NBA celebrity all-star game format, Canada versus the USA? Well, I'm assuming Drake is the captain of Team he's Canada. He's the coach. Yes. Or the, he's the coach. He's the coach. Co- he's coaching, he's, and Kevin Hart's the coach for Team USA. Is he going to okay. be a player coach? And apparently Jose Bautista is going to be involved in some way. Okay. Because okay. the NBA All-Star game is in Toronto this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is something that the NHL should look at, that the NBA does, is, mm. these, is these celebrity games. No. I do not want to no. see Jay Moore or whatever that man yeah, is. Yeah, no, because it's going to be uh, Team Cuba Gooding Jr. versus Team Dennis Leary. <laughs> Five for fighting the band. Yeah. Yeah. The only player that I know is confirmed right now for Team Canada, I think, in this Canada versus USA format is Win Butler of the Arcade Fire. That's I want to oh see him play basketball. He, you know, he's a basketball fan. Yeah. He is. Like, he's, uh, that'll be fun to watch. What about Justin Bieber? Is he involved somehow? I'm not sure. 
Michael Bublé loves hockey. And I'm actually not sure one. if Wynn Butler is going to play for Team Canada either because he's a dual citizen who was born in Truckee, California. I'm assuming he'll play for so Canada. Maybe he could do both. They're yeah. in Toronto. What he should do is like pro wrestling style. Rip off, yeah. rip off a jersey and have yeah. the other jersey underneath yeah. and hopefully beat somebody over the head with a folding chair. Too. Or have one of those half and half jerseys and oh, play for that'd both be so teams fun. at the same How time. How fucking incredible would it be if Wynn Butler beat somebody over the head with a folding chair? <laughs> In the celebrity the all-star game? I, celebrity yeah. all-star game. I can see it. It has to happen now. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've put it out there. It's, it's the, the real best good show possible yeah. outcome. Yeah. Well, but, speaking of the real good show bump, we kind of like fucked it up for John Scott. Yeah, I guess it's like so. the opposite of the. Real but good then we we also talked about like um never mind. I was gonna say <laughs> in the case of at two line pass, all of the things he said would be bad were bad also. It's true. So those still came true technically. Yeah. yeah. But well, I'm, we, I'm confused. We've got a show bump and a guest slump. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Thank so, you. No, 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 you're a guest host. It's different. Yeah. Okay. But Miss Sassy Cassie is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on your midterms, Grant. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll do it for the Twitter mailbag. And we will go from there into one good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. It's a cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. Things that we actually enjoy from the world of pop culture or wherever they happen to come from. Gentlemen, lady, what did you like this week? Grano, would you like to go first? Um, well, I went to a concert in December and I got a CD at the concert and I've been listening to it a lot this week and it's very good. Uh, they're a band called The Garden. They're a little weird. They're a a duo they're twins and they're super strange but they they it's kind of like i want to say it's like punk but it's sort of a bunch of genres sort of all together and they're just a blast they're uh the album's called haha and uh <laughs> the best song is called egg and uh yeah they're they're really fun i recommend them and if uh, i do a decent job editing this it'll be playing right now as we speak okay perfect Hopefully. well it's a little weird but i hope you guys all like it <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah they're they're actually really nice they sell their own merch so when we when i bought the cd from them we were talking and they're uh, they're big hockey fans okay. so we're because like their music videos sometimes involve hockey and like they're like they're also models for Yves Saint Laurent. so like they're like what <laughs> People sound perfect. Yeah. They're really fun. Um, and uh, so they'll like wear like hockey jerseys in a very like aesthetically interesting way. So we were just talking about hockey. So they, they are fans. And I researched the album today just to make sure I knew when it came out. And I kind of forgot to actually do that. I think it was late last year. But um, there was an interview with them. And they asked like the first question was like, who are your heroes? And one guy answered some like musician. And then the other twin was like, well, Steve Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, they're a really fun band, and I recommend them. All Their right. album, Haha. And what was the name of the band one more time? The Garden. The Garden. Haha. Stefan, what did you enjoy? Uh, my one good thing is, uh, obviously, the Powerball lottery was drawn <laughs> last night. And uh, this uh, nice woman at the nursing home in, in California apparently won. Uh, and everyone was really happy for her and everything. And uh, her boss, it turned out, had bought tickets for all the employees of the nursing homes that he owned. He was a very generous guy. It was a great story. And then uh, I found out today that uh, it was actually a prank. 
uh, and that her son had tricked her into thinking she had won. Uh, and obviously that's not a good thing, but the good thing here is that I can never fuck up that bad in the eyes of my parents. <laughs> I'm not going to trick them to think they won like one and a half billion dollars. Uh, so thank you to that guy for just giving me like a free pass for the rest of my life. It's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to make a musical recommendation, uh, similar to Grania this week. I went to a concert uh, earlier this week. Thanks to a lovely listener and supporter of the program, hooked me up with a comp uh, set of tickets to go see Vance Joy at the Orpheum. He was very good. Who I am actually recommending, though, is uh, the opening act, Ruben and the Dark. Uh, they're from Calgary. Uh, they're on the Arts and Crafts label, and I used to be obsessed with Arts and Crafts when I was university-aged like Grania. I am currently that, obsessed that, with Arts and Crafts. That was like the peak of broken social scenes, so they were pretty hot at the time. They could do no wrong. They're still doing no wrong right now. Ruben and the Dark were uh, a great as the opener and if you're going to see Vance Joy on this tour I do recommend that you get there early to do enjoy their opening set because uh, they're very very good a lot of like haunting vocal harmonies that just filled me with uh, despair as I reflected on my current lot in life but any music that can affect me like that I figure it's probably pretty good so I'm going to give that the old JMO stamp of approval this week and with that that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is Chris Adam. Our producer is Jessica Sands. Our fact checker is Brant Hardy. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. Grania. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Tubble. Dinos. Oh, I get the, the reference to... Yeah, I was saying. there. I was actually no, there. I know. Was but Tubble back. walked by, and so... <laughs> Kind of thinking. I mean, I he's kind of dinosaur-sized, right? He's bigger than a dinosaur, I think. He's oh, perfect. hi, buddy. He's so perfect. Double. Widow and wild.